This podcast discusses some sensitive topics. The voice for LGBTQ plus youth and music only on sin. This is Loud and Queer. 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 Welcome to Loud and Queer, your voice for queer youth and music on sin. My name is Elizabeth, my pronouns are she, her. I am bisexual and I'm coming to you on Bunurong land and I would like to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Hey everyone, my name is Sammy, my pronouns are they, them. I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri land in the Kulin Nation. I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. And I'm Maria. Um, my pronouns are she, her, and um, I am queer. Um, and I also wanted to do an acknowledgement of country. So Sin acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which the House of Sin and Studios stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our broadcast reaches and that sovereignty was never ceded yeah um if you want to check out the show um like check out this podcast or check out anything we talk about on the show you can reach up you can reach out to us on on twitter or instagram at sinloud that's at s-y-n loud or loud and clear on facebook you can also check out the this podcast or any of our previous podcasts on any of your major podcast streaming services. So that includes Omi, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Music. Um, coming up on the show, you, we're going to be doing a huge talk, like mainly for our news whip. We're just going to be talking a lot about the religious discrimination bill and just all the updates that have come through that. Um, we're also going to be having listening to a review from Maria about uh, Slutnik. And we're also going to be just doing a bit of talk about some of the other, how, how would I describe that, like some of the other drag shows that are coming up or have been up? Yeah, just the um, lots, lots of stuff happening right now with um, in the middle of Midsummer Pride so and the Pride uh, 40th year commencement celebration coming up. So yeah, lots, lots to, to cover. We'll just be have, like having a little chat about it, I guess. Yeah, awesome. Um, and then, of course, followed by our Froth or Not. Perfect. So we'll just um, go into a song now. So this is In Another Life by Moju. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. Welcome back to Loud and Queer with Maria, Sammy and Liz. You just listened to In Another Life by Moju, which is a fantastic song. Highly recommend listening to it if you are listening to the podcast of this. Um, but I'll let Sammy take it away from here. Yeah, so uh, a lot of news has been going on with the religious discrimination bill this week. Um, so, yeah, I've got a lot to cover, I guess, a content warning for mainly transphobia. Um, yeah, and it's it's very, I don't know, mixed news. I mean, nothing really substantially has happened from it all, but it's not necessarily gone. Uh, but, yeah, anyway. Um, I guess the first thing that happened since we last kind of covered it on the show is that there was amendments made to the bill um, that would prohibit faith-based schools from expelling gay students. Um, originally, like, was going to retain the right to expel trans students. Um, and I think a worrying point that was raised is that it could have had the potential to override state laws, which... Uh, we talked about like City Point College last week on the show. Things like that would become uh, probably far more of a common example. Um, mm. But then, yeah, uh, on Wednesday, I believe, or Thursday, 
uh, it was debated for a really long time, I believe until like 5 a.m. in the morning. Um, there was um, more amendments and provisions made, um, although uh, Labour did face some criticism because uh, they helped the government pass it through the House of Representatives. And uh, Greens MP Adam Bant especially tweeted, sadly, Labour voted for the Liberals to pass Morrison's hate bill. Um, but then uh, Labour said that they were going to make a strong stance to make amendments to the bill in the Senate. And uh, Just Equal spokespersons Rodney Croom said the amendments do not go far enough and will override state laws, uh, as mentioned before. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess the most recent news is that the Conservative Christian organizations that have been supporting the bill are starting to withdraw their support with these amendments that are being made. Uh, the Australian Christian lobby made a statement saying the bills were intended to help faith-based schools, but can, uh, but now they do more harm than good, according to the lobby. And uh, the ABC has even reported that the government has shelved the bill indefinitely. Um, the National Broadcaster reported that according to Assistant Attorney General Amanda Stoker, the amended bill with protections for gay and trans students that was passed in the House of Representatives was flawed. And uh, yeah, there is plans to launch a fresh Senate inquiry into the amended bill and uh, credits to Star Observer for uh, their coverage of all of this. Yeah, yeah, so there's some there's some good in that, I guess, just the fact that it's been shelved for now, like the fact that it got passed in the first house is pretty horrible, but yeah. Allies has been shelved till after the election, like it should have been shoved long ago, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I guess the fact that it's shelved and not entirely scrapped means that I guess it's still, still worth um, probably making some noise about it, but mm. I think... Um, yeah, the Christian lobby pulling its support is a pretty big pretty, thing. Yeah, pretty big thing. I, I, I find that genuinely hilarious, if I'm honest. I mean, like, well, yeah, it's, it is. The, the bill is like designed to help them the most, but they don't like it now because it's it's it's, it's not as ex, what's the right word exclusive enough. Like, it doesn't let them do what they want. Yeah, it doesn't. Um allow them to discriminate in the way they want and so it suggests to me that it was never really about religious protections and especially when you look at mm. the fact that all of the conversations around this bill have pretty pretty heavily been focused on like christian institutions and not like any like more marginalized religions mm. have really considered mm. in this mm. yeah exactly oh god yeah. it... i i always find it interesting kind of the connection to like individual versus like institutional religion in this sense, you know, like as in it, it kind of excludes the, like it kind of happened, like it makes it seem like, you know, to be um, religious, you know, you can't be, um, you know, trans or gay or um, be part of the community in any way. And I think that, it like the bill itself is just like it kind of insults the idea of like um you know the concept of someone being religious and you know I don't know I don't like the idea of also political means being put into schools and such like as in that the law is supposed to be explicitly in schools but it's affecting people being able to go to a school or 
various things like that. And I think that that's a ridiculous kind of point, even like outside of this, like any idea of like a person being able to get an education, um, being limited by something about themselves. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's well known, especially like by our community that like, especially trans people face a lot of discrimination with employment generally um, and access to a lot of things um, outside of, you know, this legal discrimination or not. So yeah, it, it's um, as, as like good as it is that this bill is kind of like on hold and maybe lost it, its steam with the Christian lobby pulling out. Um, yeah, it doesn't really face like change the fact that there's still going to still a lot of day-to-day -day discrimination that will continue mm. and um, it's like who's to say like if if even though this has like ceased to exist right you know it doesn't stop people from discriminating even if it's not supported by the law yeah absolutely yeah exactly <laughs> like people like presume you know sometimes if you put a law in regards to something that it makes it so that it doesn't happen anymore, which is, I think everyone's experienced that that's not true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I might, I'll touch on as well really quick. There was a Rainbow Rebellion rally organized on the 9th of February. Um, I believe they might be organizing more in future, but we'll see mm. with uh, all this new news and updates on the bill. But um, so we should mention at the point of recording this that uh, this is prior to Sunday. I don't think there'll be any developments over the weekend, but in case something huge has happened, um, this is before then. That uh, She wasn't aware how the ban was, um, how the, the bill was going to affect the ban on conversion practices happening uh, here in Victoria soon, uh, just because it like had, would have the power to override. Not that that is a worry as of right now anymore. Um, yeah, and also that this bill wouldn't just be affecting the queer community. Um, it is going to lead to some incredibly harmful outcomes for a lot of communities. Um, and mm. yeah, Ro outlined the, the disabled community being a big part of that as well. Um, and yeah, there was some general call to actions with petitions um, and just people encouraging run to email or call their MPs, especially Labour MPs, because they're still quite back and forth in supporting this <laughs> or not. Um, and yeah, Cora also raised the point that this is, um, as, a, as a bill that, that says it encompasses religion, it, it's primarily protecting the interests of white institutions. And that, uh, yeah, there was a, Cora mentioned something along the lines of, uh, so many cultures have lost their diversity because of colonial bullshit like this so yeah um there was some criticisms of the rally that there was no welcome to country organized and um it was a, a pretty like white centric um kind of organizing crowd and speakers but um yeah i think it in terms of something being organized quite quickly that's that's the general coverage of it make it a, well that's good to know at least uh <laughs> uh, what can we do yeah um i guess improve <laughs> but that's up for rainbow rebellion <laughs> that, should be, that should be that should be the standard but <laughs> they got they got some points to to take on board for next time 
from the community for sure. A little bit, uh, of, little bit of constructive feedback. Um, <laughs> all right. So I guess uh, we covered a lot of stuff there, but um, if you need to talk to anyone about it, uh, the numbers to Lifeline is 13 11 14. You can reach Q Life at 1 800 184 And they also have an online chat. Or you can reach out to the Kids Helpline at 1 800 55 Let's go to a song. I feel like singing. No, but if you want, you can do so at home. It's Cop Watch with Race Rage featuring Rebel Diaz. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. Worldwide. Protection step in time. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. That track you just heard was Black Medusa by Race Rage. And before that was Cop Watch, also by Race Rage, featuring Rebel Diaz, which are both tracks from your album, Black Medusa, which uh, dropped very recently uh, today at the point of recording this. But yeah, a great album um, and some educational songs there with. Uh, cop watch and your rights anyway we're going to be jumping into a review now yeah so i think that it'd actually be cool to kind of have this as like a semi-discussion sort of thing like i'll just talk about it and you can respond if you want yeah <laughs> yeah um so like i i actually went to see slutnik at theaterworks um so i went on the february the third um and i entitled my review online as a self-aware satirical postmodern wet quotation marks dream (laughs) so take from that what you will um what i would say is the biggest takeaway i got is that it's got so much going for it it has literally so much like it is you know set up to be a really fun show it's got you know, satire, cannibalism, sci-fi, a sweet rom-com, training montages, um, you know, with, like, fight scenes and such, and, like, a Barbarella-esque kind of motherboard, like, robot lady, um, (laughs) which is really cool. Um, And then it started off really strong because it had, like, a dance sequence at the start where they're all, like, unified to get to work. They're like, yeah, let's work it. Like, it was literally like, let's work it. Um, And it fit really well. And then the spaceship was a really cool aesthetic with like keyboards glued to the walls and like two eye shaped windows staring back at the audience, which kind of gave me a bit of a sense similar to um, The Great Gatsby, kind of like a little bit out of reach, you know, like this kind of idea of things being a bit out of reach and it stares back at you. And it kind of made you feel like as an audience, you weren't just passive, like it was kind of like you're actively being looked at as well. So it's kind of like, oh, it's so postmodern, you know, the idea of like, you know, what's happening on stage is a reflection of what is happening towards you and they're looking at you and you're looking back at them, you know. But maybe I'm reading too much into it. (laughs) And I think that that's kind of like one of the issues with like a show that's so satirical where you don't necessarily know what they intended and what they necessarily didn't intend. Um. A thing that I felt like they could have improved with is character exploration. So they wasted a lot of the runtime I found with exposition where the characters could have, you know, loosened up a little bit and the messages could have been like a little bit stronger if they gave a lot more time for the characters to develop. So the characters um, and the dialogue felt at moments quite flat 
it felt like the characters weren't really characters but vessels for the show's messaging which was kind of maddening in like a, a play that kind of felt very long without true characters you know mm. um and i i found that there were some bits that I personally felt like they could have done a little bit better. For example, their discussion about birth control. I felt like it was quite narrow that it only mentioned the pill. And I guess that could have been the point of it because it's kind of talking about like, um, you know, the disconnection between like the medical world and like what people experience every day. But I felt like at some times um, it kind of had this presumption of, oh, you know, we'll use like, you know, certain stereotypes and stuff and kind of play around with it to kind of take the piss out of it. But then at moments it felt like it was just perpetuating that again. So I kind of felt a little bit disappointed in that. And then I felt like the thing that irked me the most, that I don't know if this was intentional or not, but like they kind of, in in the show, they reflected on how um, like climaxing is like, um, like the male climax is just like very like one-off sort of thing and it's like that's all it, like it is and it's quite like meh but then at the same time like the the literal ending of the performance was kind of like a literal climax of like a rocket ship being sent to space so I didn't know if it was kind of like trying to be a little bit like meta with that but then in my in my kind of reading of it I felt like they kind of just missed the point a little bit and they just were like oh yeah it's rocket ship and then didn't really get the kind of double entendre and like the irony of like you know it literally ending on like a rocket ship being sent to space um which is always used as kind of like a euphemism (laughs) you know baby you rock my world anyway I won't get into that but (laughs) but yeah so basically I just felt like it was I don't know if I would have called it an ode to queer relationships and friendships, but there were so many things to love about it. It's just that it could have spent more time working on the things to make it more like familiar and, you know, it, it kind of putting a little bit more into the characters and such. So we weren't relying on just like the spectacle of it. Yeah, that, well, you know, if it is, pitched as an ode to queer relationships then I feel like developing the relationships between characters is be pretty crucial to like make any point with it but um yeah it seems like the the spectacle of it was was you know there at least (laughs) like it seemed like a really like visually fun show yeah and I like that but I also felt like I don't know I might be just being a bit rude here so you know, forgive me if I am, but I just felt like a little bit disappointed if, you know, we care more about the spectacle and the amazement of like the kind of stylization, but then it's not really there in other elements. Like I just want to be able to say, hey, it would have been really cool if you had that. I know that not every show has to have that, but I feel like there's kind of like this presumption that if you put in a lot of effort for the spectacle, then you can kind of skimp out on like characters and such, which I just felt like it really missed out on like its kind of ability to kind of draw a little bit more empathy or like understanding or kind of like connection with the audience. It wasn't there. It was kind of a lot more um, 
saying like there were some really good moments but I, I just felt like there was a lot of moments where it could have just been a little bit like more characterization and all of that stuff so yeah yeah Yeah, and if you want to see my whole review, I put it on my blog because people blog. It's a WordPress and it's called Cooler Than Coolio. And it's got a few other reviews there, but number one is Slutnik. Um, so have a look there. We'll put it in the page to look at if you want. <laughs> I can link it on the, the website post yeah, this that's episode. What I meant. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Well, like, thanks for sh sharing that with us because that was that was really cool. It was good to get another, get more insight into it. <laughs> um, otherwise, though, we will probably just go to a quick another song break. So, uh, before we jump into our next topic, so here is "Real Love" by Katie Day, followed by "God Is a Freak" by Peach PRC, and just a warning for that last song. That song does have some explicit language in it. You're listening to Loud and Clear on Soon. Hello everyone, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. That track you just heard is God is a Freak by Peach PRC. And before that was Real Love by Katie Day, which is uh, Sin's, from Sin's feature, local feature album this week. Uh, it's called Forever Music. Um, and we're going to be talking about just some local drag now, I guess. Uh, spin what's happening in the, in yeah. the scene. Well... Let me tell you, as the impromptu drag king of the the group, unless you guys also are drag king secretly and you guys didn't decide to tell me until now. <laughs> no, like, no, nah, no secret nah. double life. Yeah, I, I feel like a bit like Hannah Montana, like I'm like, best of both worlds. <laughs> Dressing up as Silvio and Maria as well. <laughs> We get copyright claims. Anyway, um, so some kind of exciting shows that I wanted to talk about is like kind of bumping up my stuff a little bit. Um, so the one that I wanted to talk about is Dragathon. So that's going to be on at the same time as the um, 40th anniversary um, Pride um, Midsummer event um, in Collingwood. Um, and well, like Collingwood Fitzroy, you, you get it. Um, and what's really exciting about that is it actually was in originally in 2017, it was originally a 24 hour show and it was the longest Guinness Book of World Records longest drag show ever in the Z world. Oh, wow. Um, so it was pretty rough for everyone. I didn't end up getting the memo in 2017. I was around, I just didn't get the memo. And then I got a, got a few people saying, hey, are you in this? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I didn't hear about this. Um, but I did hear about it this year. So I applied. I'm doing it at six o'clock and there's some really cool um, performers. So instead of doing it as an overnight sort of thing, it's just going to be a day event um, and up till like 11 o'clock at night, I believe. Um, and it's a free event. So anyone can turn up. Anyone can see the show. Um, and it's just like a really wonderful opportunity to see a variety of um, performers, you know, including me. But there is literally so many performers, you know, there's about I think there's about six in each hour 
so oh, there's wow. a lot you're going through wow. and it's like it starts you know in the morning and then ends at night time and it's all free so it's a really wonderful opportunity if you haven't you know you're just like I've never seen Melbourne drag it's like boom there it is <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great opportunity if anyone's interested it sounds like it that sounds amazing it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun yeah I I don't know like I'm I'm gonna sit like I'm a little bit like oh my gosh there's gonna be so many people just because of um it's on the same day as the um the 40th anniversary event um so I I'm a little bit like nervous that there'll be so many people that I can't get in when I'm supposed to be performing they will be like <laughs> rocking up at five o'clock and being like oh you guys are blocking the way I guess I'm not performing <laughs> if you're desperate see. perform perform in the crowd yeah I'll like cap um crowd surf you know that that works that works. <laughs> I mean, it's Sylvia. I, I I imagine the crowd would agree. So, yeah, as long as everyone's on their best behaviour, it's completely cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it'll be really nice to see a lot of different people. And something else I wanted to mention that was last week that I kind of mentioned was you know the Pride March, um, which was really good because they actually had um, drag artists you know, doing different marches. So I marched with the Drag Kings of Melbourne um, group, uh, which was really fun. And it was the first time I've ever marched. So it was, like, very different than what I expected. And it was just really nice because everyone's just, like, wooing you and they're like, woo! And you're like, oh, my God, I'm getting applause in the morning. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I wish I could, like, get applause every time I walk down the street (laughs) and then like honestly the best thing that ever happened in that like a pride was that this young child came up to me and was like can I take a photo with you and I was like yeah (laughs) Uh, so yeah honestly that like really made like the whole day worthwhile um even though there was like some things that I think Sammy you'll get to in a second (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, yeah yeah like it was really lovely um experience in that sense oh yeah that's great to hear uh so yeah that was a really good talk about just some of the upcoming like upcoming shows that are coming up in melbourne so definitely tune into some of those uh if you get the chance um but we're gonna go on to our next topic now so before then we're gonna listen to another song so here is gold by claude Welcome back to Loud and Clear on Sin. You just listened to Gold by Claude. And um, we're just going to be jumping into our froth or not. Um, Maria had to run off for a sec, so uh, it's just Sammy and I right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, did you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess, like, my big froth that we had, like, we mentioned it a bit earlier today. We mentioned a little bit earlier, like, in the previous episode, but you and I did um, the videography work for uh, Smash, which was honestly so cool. It was so much fun and the performances were just absolutely amazing. Yeah, definitely. That was a lot of fun. And um, shout out to the whole Smash cast. Um, I, the, the day this airs is going to be 
um, as we mentioned earlier in the show, the the Pride Melbourne like celebrations, and um, I believe quite a few of the queens um, from Smash are going to be there, uh, namely Cerulean, uh, Misery, Sindel, and St. Eve are all performing together, kicking off Melbourne Pride. It already would have happened uh, by the time you're hearing this live. Well, even though, again, like if they're hearing this and it's already come to pass, still wish luck to all of them because, again, like they're all fantastic and they're all so lovely as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I guess that kind of ties into um, the, my not personally. Um, yeah, go on. <laughs> I guess to, yeah, to raise that, I guess, conflict of interest as well in this because we did help Midsummer out in a sense, um, <laughs> and uh, have have done like Loud and Queer as a show has done reviews and, and press for them in the past. But um, I was not frothing their decision to have uh, allow a stall to be manned by Serco at the Pride uh, <laughs> March. And um, yeah, I guess just Vic Paul's presence as well in general and inclusion in the March, which it was protested against. Uh, and I think a lot of people that even participated in the march would have felt uncomfortable about the police presence. Um, and I think the um, uh, Melbourne Uni Union uh, withdrew from the march as well. Uh, so, yeah, mm. it was a big point of contention. There was some organized, uh, you know, protests against police inclusion, but then, yeah, the the circus store was just not the vibe. Yeah, I didn't go to the march personally, but seeing that online was yeah, not a good time. Not very much a not. Yeah, not it. It makes like midsummer as a whole space like really, really inaccessible to like refugees in general. I feel and a lot of people, and you know, not to mention circus involvement in prisons as well. Yeah, like it just, just makes it makes people just a lot of people just wholly unwelcome. Yeah, which it's is, not a vibe. Yeah, which is very much the opposite of what pride should be. So yeah, and I guess to say like not, it's not like every security guard that that works at Circo is terrible, but it's just the large institution is makes people quite uncomfortable. Yeah, no, exactly. And especially when the, the company has a history of like not holding people that have done terrible things like accountable. Uh, yeah, accountable. But anyway, <laughs> that's that. <laughs> um, but do you have any froths for the week at least? Like any other good things? Hard to say, not any overt ones. Um, just a pretty weird week with uh, mainly the religious discrimination bill. Oh, yeah. Winding its way through Parliament. Yeah, no, it, every day there was a pretty big change to it. Mm. But Which I think uh, says a lot about it. Like, you know. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, no, it's, it's just the whole thing of like, if you're so set on what this bill should be, like, you shouldn't be making you shouldn't be making so many amendments to it like this close to when it's like getting like when you're trying to like petition it onto the into the house it's just like you should know what you want by this point and you shouldn't be like frantically trying to make amendments to please everyone because evidently this bill pleases very few people it's not even pleasing the conservative christian organizations which is really saying something 
it's the key influence with the bill for years now. Yeah, I guess this wouldn't be my froth for this week, but this is an album, uh, a little EP I've been loving uh, since it came out last year. It's uh, Girl With A Gun by Angel Hayes, and uh, there's a track from it called Bullet, which is the closing track. I hope you enjoy it. You're listening to Loud and Queer. timing is everything. Welcome back to Loud and Queer on Sin. You just listened to Bullet by Angel Hayes. Amazing song. Give it a listen when you get the chance. Um, but basically today on the show, we had a talk about just a lot of the upcoming amazing drag performances that are coming up, uh, especially through, through Midsummer and stuff. We had a talk about our froths and knots for the week. We listened to a great review of Slutnik from Maria. And of course, we had, I want to say a news with but mainly we're just talking about the religious discrimination bill and how it's been shelved now hopefully forever but that's neither here nor there um (laughs) if you want to reach out to us and talk to us about anything that we talked about on the show you can reach us us on instagram and twitter at loud and queer uh, sorry at sin loud that's that's l-o-u-d that's sorry that's s-y-n loud or loud and queer on facebook you can also listen to um, our this podcast or any of our previous podcasts on our any of our major podcast streaming services and that includes omi spotify stitcher or apple music yeah and uh thank you again so much for listening to the show today uh if you enjoyed any of the music and want to listen to it again or if you're listening to the podcast and didn't hear any music in the show uh make sure to check out the loud and queer mixtape 2022 on spotify it's gonna be over an hour long by the time it's updated with the music from today's show and i think it's pretty great so far and next week on the show we're gonna be having a very special guest roy allen to talk about the um, upcoming ban on conversion practices which will have already happened by the time uh, that interview is played next mm-hmm. week on air so yeah uh, see you around for then that is next Sunday 3pm Australian Eastern Standard Time on 90.7 FM or online at sin.org.au This podcast is brought to you by Sin Media 